Hello and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up on air and online, the uh, the on. A line part uh, is via uh, our podcast feed. And the on-air part, or as close as we can get to on-air uh, in a digital sort of way, uh, is with our radio loop. Both the podcasts and the radio loop, you find them at the same place. Well, you can find them at the same place. Uh, if you've listened to the show often enough, you know exactly what I'm going to say now. The place is www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. The first link on the homepage, that's where that takes you, That, by the way. Uh, the first link is for the podcasts, and the second is for the radio loop, which is not Nothing more than this show, me uh, showing up at some point in a loop. I, I'm in a loop right now. If you're listening to me and you're listening to me in your radio loop, I've looped my way back to you. I've, been, I've repeated what I've said several times. It may seem that way quite frequently, but in this particular instance, it's because the show the entire show is running in a continual loop and being broadcast, if you will, or being streamed live, if you will, from a computer, which finds its way to a, a modem, which finds its way to a server, which finds its way to you with an internet-enabled device anywhere on this lovely little planet on which we all reside. And you find Center Left Radio. You can also get our podcast anywhere, anywhere you get your podcasts by looking for us under, yes, Center Left Radio. You don't have to go to a website there. You go by name, and it's called Center Left Radio. Uh, it's Friday. It's the 6th of May. Uh, being Friday, of course, David Bach will be with us in the second half of the show. Uh, but I, I, I get a chance to uh, do my my usual commentary. Um, the Dow dropped by a thousand points yesterday. Uh, after it had risen by a thousand the day before. And uh, there's talk of recession and there's this and there's that. And um, who knows and we still are living with the probable reality that um, the leaked uh, Supreme Court uh, brief uh, that uh, essentially would overturn the one written by Justice Alito uh, and a five to four decision by a five, think about that, a five to four decision by a, by a, by the slimmest of majorities on the court, a 50 year right of women in this country will be essentially wiped off the books, setting a whole bunch of outrageous, uh, knee jerk, uh, laws into, into effect and, and, and essentially, uh, culminate or, or bring to conclusion, or it would it would it would seem it would seem it would be the the ultimate victory that uh, that religious and other types of conservatives have been 
clamoring for, and most importantly, raising money over for the last 50 years now. 50, imagine that, 50 years. 50 years of one of the best, best uh, campaigning issues, one of the best fundraisers, one of the best, as, as, and, and it was there before, wow. I, I never thought of this. The the it, the the anti-abortion uh, campaigning stuff began before we even had an internet. Think think about that. Think about that. There was a time when when you went to campaign and make money off of the idea of getting rid of Roe v. Wade was the stuff of mailers. So that if you're at least of a, of a certain age, uh, if, if you're over 50, and I, I suppose uh, you have to be a bit over 50 at this point, uh, because if you can remember getting in the mail something uh, from the Republican National Committee or from your local Republican congressperson, and uh, either they were running for office at that point or they were about to, or it was just simply a good idea, a good something to raise funds off of. You probably got that in the mail saying the killing, they're killing babies, and they, and they gave you some kind of statistic about how many millions of children would be killed over how long and everything, not unlike what Mike Pence did at a dinner the other night saying, how many millions, 60 million children killed? And, and I'd like him to basically, they should all go live with Mike Pence, or he should have to deal with them. He, he should have responsibility for each and every one of them. He should have responsibility for what would have happened to the women had they not had access to an abortion. He should have responsibility for everybody who might have committed suicide over something like this. He should have responsibility for every, every horrible life for every child that was unwanted in this situation. He should have, he should have to answer to every woman and face her in the, and look her in the eye and say, I have a right over your body that you don't. I have a right to, uh, and I, I, I bring up no, no less an authority and no less a, uh, a, a major figure here than Howard Stern, <laughs> uh, who, who managed to pop up on one of my, uh, one of my internet feeds yesterday. And Howard has been on uh, Sirius FM radio forever and ever now. I've, I stopped listening to him years ago uh, when he got off of uh, Standard FM. I, I never have, uh, I never bothered getting uh, serious. Uh, well, <laughs> I try being serious, but I never particularly got that service anyway. And uh, he said, you know, and it's, we're back to the same old crap. He's of a certain age. Howard's, Howard's in his late 60s. I think he's about 68 or 69 years old. And, and he said, uh, he, we're, we're back to the same crap all over again. And it's the same old thing. And that if, that if men could get pregnant, he said, there would be an abortion clinic on every corner of the country. You think you're going to tell men that they would have to carry a pregnancy, carry a child that they didn't want to have? Do you really think that men would put up with something? No! It's, it, it's a control factor. It's everything else. And if you want to have the theological argument, that's wonderful. 
But that theological argument goes on and on and on. It goes into viability. It goes into everything else. And yes, I, I know that there's, and anyone knows, that left to its own devices, this planted fetus, uh, this, this blastocyst initially, left alone, will probably develop into a viable human. But the thing is, it's a human within a human, and I think that the Supreme Court obviously and correctly and rightly went beyond the enumerated rights that are in this, within the Constitution, and the Constitution specifically makes room for rights that may not be enumerated here to actually be protected by the Congress and by law, it seems that Justice Alito conveniently forgot that fact. He conveniently forgot a whole chunk of the Constitution and, and basically says that, you know, there is, a, there is an individual right, there's a First Amendment right at play here. And Justice Alito's reasoning is so, I, 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 have, I can't imagine anything more extreme. It's, it is, it's primitive, in, in its in its vitriol, it, it's and of course it's sort of, it's sort of guarded vitriol. It's 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 court language, but the the very extreme notion of overturning a fifty year precedent of throwing stare decisis out the window, and basically opening the door to everything else about removing stare decisis to changing everything that the court has ever done to basically making the court nothing but a political vehicle you have you have two justices who basically lied to the senate during their hearings who said this day would never come it hasn't come yet but it seems likely it will sometime within the next month or so and you have a situation where, therefore, lying is absolutely fine if you can get away with it. This is the Trumpian thought. But, of course, the, the, the ultimate takeaway of Trumpians isn't that it's based on lies. It's we get whatever we want by lying, and it's an America becomes this zero-sum game that basically is screw them because we want it back, we want to go super ultra MAGA, we want to go back to something, and we don't understand and we don't care what the meaning of destroying the Supreme Court is. We don't care that there's no longer a credible arbiter existing at the constitutional level in this country if this opinion ultimately becomes the law of the land, if it is ultimately technically published by the court. We don't give a damn about that. We want our way, and we're doing it as a minority. We're doing it basically with the domination of a minority because we have the electoral college that allows this to happen. It allows, you know, uh, North Dakota to basically uh, supersede New York simply because, well, we can. And, 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 it, and it completely turns on its head the intention of the founders of this country. It allows the tyranny of a minority. We wanted, our idea in this country was to have a majority-ruled country that respected the rights of a minority. 
No one ever anticipated or wanted or thought it would be okay if we evolved into a tyranny of a minority. You see, this, this, is, how, this is how most fascisms begin. And the ideas and the notions that are being put out by the right, by the Trumpian right, regrettably by the Supreme Court, is fascistic. Trump is a basic fascist, but he's a fascist minus an ideology. The scariest part of all this is that it is showing signs with Trump not being there. Yes, he's there in, in, in spirit and everything else, but these are the signs of a fascistic state, a hyper-controlling state that basically will take whatever it needs in order to control and with no concern whatsoever for even its own precedence or the rights of its people. If you can do this by overturning the Supreme Court's rulings on, uh, on its own stare decisis, it's clear that you can also undo gay marriage. You can, do any, you can undo any number of rights in this country under some quasi-theological notion or any notion that says, well, they argued it wrong before, and therefore it'll go another way now, which is exactly nothing more than saying there was a minority opinion when the court first heard this case. It takes a hell of a lot to overturn stare decisis. You don't do it by re-examining the original argument, which has been reaffirmed already in a, in a subsequent case, and then simply decide on some quasi but hidden theological ground that this is the way it's going to be. Now, there, there's, a, there's a much bigger problem here, and I don't think, I don't think the, the, um, the Trumpians or, or conservatives and, 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 and all of the evangelicals and all the church types who have been running and raising money and talking about this and not kill, no one's really thought about this up to now. For 50 years, well, let, let, me, let me try this a different way. Imagine you had in your mind 50 years ago a particular thing that you wanted but couldn't have. Maybe it was, maybe it was the, greatest, the, the greatest car in the world, okay? And, and you've wanted it forever, and you still want it, even, even, even after the time had passed when cars got better. And you finally got it 50 years later. But you got it and you found out that the fuel, uh, the fuel uh, had changed. You couldn't get the fuel you wanted. You couldn't get the parts. Most of the technology had changed. But you finally got something you want. You kept blinders on and you got exactly what you wanted or what you said you wanted. But what you don't take into account is that everything has changed around you. The, the notion of the, the, notion of the, of, of the ultra-conservatives and all of the religious types in suddenly seeing legislation that completely, completely crosses the boundary line into religious ruling is that this is, in many ways, an empty victory. All along, 
patriarchal types that have wanted to command their flock or command their women or their daughters or their wives not to have abortions, well, they could have done that all along. The law never said you had to have an abortion. It said you had a choice. The law is not what made people have or not have abortions. People will have or not have abortions still. Half of the states apparently will still have that right. And even if somehow, under the worst set of circumstances possible, the court finds a way with a, uh, if, if a Republican president were to come in and they find a way to outlaw abortion outright in the entire country, women will still have abortions. Male Republican Congress people, their mistresses, will find a way to have abortions. This is going to happen. It will be more dangerous. It will be more expensive. It will basically preclude many poor people. More poor people will basically have to become the damaged goods of this process. But you can't go backwards on this. There's also something called the morning after pill. There are two different versions of this. And it performs and does precisely what an abortion uh, would do in the earliest possible stages. Now, are you going to basically uh, defy the pharmaceutical industry at this point and say, we're going to outlaw the manufacture and production of these pills? How far are we going to go? How much pain do the Republicans and the religious right want to inflict on the country? How, how much, how far backwards, how, how, how strongly can we throw the car of the country into reverse and slam the accelerator to go flying backwards as far as we can? How much, how much smugness is permissible? You see, we finally did it to who? Who, who have you defeated? I ask the conservatives here, I, a I ask the church people, what did you win? Did you change hearts and minds? Have you basically changed the culture of the country? Or have you just had an exercise in finger-waving and really, really moved that finger and shaken that digit, digit finger at all those sinners and all those terrible people and, 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 and somehow felt that that is sufficient in and of itself to cover every other wrong that may have actually been encouraged by your religious or political institution, that, that we basically have, we have recaptured the heart and soul of America. You, the, the operative word would be captured. You've done nothing. What has really changed? I, I, and, I, and I ask people to think about this quite honestly. What changes the moment you basically outlaw Roe v. Wade? Maybe you, if you are a pro-lifer, you feel like you've won something. But what have you changed? What have you, what have you made better? What, what no longer is bad? Is the law permitting women the right to 
control over their own bodies, is that a fundamentally bad thing? Honestly, what, what, have, what has the conservative movement won by outlawing Roe v. Wade? It's a culture war issue. Now, it'll go on simply because we are now going to have states that allow abortion and states that don't. And I, and I think I said this in my last show, where we couldn't imagine, you know, the, the notion of how to divide up the country. If you had to go and start a civil war, well, you know, that would usually the last one around that we had required entire states basically uh, splitting off and joining forces based on the notion of slavery. Well, we didn't have any one thing like slavery around which everybody could unify so that we could really totally, formally divide the country. Well, by gum, now we will. Now we can divide the country by states that allow women's reproductive rights and those who absolutely deny it. And, and those states that deny it can make it more draconian than ever. They could, they could basically make laws that say, if we find out that you crossed a state line to have an abortion, we will have you prost and we'll go for extradition of the doctor in that state based on states' rights and recognition of... of we, we, oh, there, there's all kinds of legal things that could... It, it, could get, it could get nuts. Really insane. All because these people can't keep their noses out of a woman's pants. It's that simple. That they can't stand not being in the bedroom with everybody in the country and dictating exactly how things will or won't be done. They, they won. The, the Alito would, would apparently have given them the victory. Now, realistically... It's not the full victory. That, that's going to take some more destruction of the country. That's going to take some more infuriating of women. Did anyone consider what impact this would have on the female population, the voting female population of the country? Remember, this has always been a huge fundraiser for the Republicans. You could all, you, you know, there's always, if all else fails, you, you, you throw up abortion and you basically yell and scream over that. Well, what are you going to, what are you going to raise it on now? What are you going to, well, okay, you know, we, we, we knocked it out in half the states. Well, by God, we have to knock it out in the rest. So, so, so the job has just begun. Well, the job here is basically to get the Supreme Court, to get a case to the Supreme Court. There's no real money involved here. It's just basically finding a case that will give the court the opportunity to turn around or get the Congress to basically now vote to outlaw. I'm sorry, it's not the court. The Congress now would have to vote to outlaw all abortion everywhere forever. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what it would come down to. Remember, the, the reason Roe v. Wade was so significant is that there was never a law at the national level, making abortion legal. 
No one, no one did that. The Supreme Court simply said that it couldn't be denied by the individual states. But it, it never happened the other way around, where it was affirmed as the law of a land that everyone would have access. The interpretation of the Supreme Court case said that you could not ban, you, you could not prevent abortion. Then the states started chipping away by, at that bit by bit by bit. It was with viability, how many weeks, how many months, et cetera, et cetera. That's been going on for 50 years. But we've never had a law that says it is the protected right of women to have, you know, to, to have an abortion should they so desire. Well, there would be a law that would be passed that would specifically say it is absolutely not the right of women. In fact, it shall be a criminal act. It is criminal. It is prohibited. It shall be against, the, it shall be, maybe it may, it's a felony. I, oh, let's make it a felony. You are murdering, blah, blah, blah. And it will be punishable as determined. There will be federal, here are the federal, pun, here is the criminality, here is how many months, years, and, and, and decades you will be. Here's what we do to you. Here's what we do to the, the, the doctor who performed it, even the woman who wasn't, or maybe the, 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 the someone who's a little more skilled but not a doctor. Here, here is how, here's the sentencing guidelines for something that was legal and safe relatively for 50 years prior to that. How much of a shock do you think you can throw into a country? Take any other, take something else. How about, how about we just do that to the freedom of the press? Why don't we just eliminate the First Amendment altogether and legislate little by little all over again whatever rights the conservative minority in this country feels the rest of us might be able to have and set the parameters. Just, just why not outlaw the First Amendment? All these things, all these things people say and do and all these, just get rid of the First Amendment. And we'll let you know what we can, and again, we'll do it with a minority of the country. Doesn't matter that 70% of the country is still in favor of safe legal abortion. That's the easy road. Just get rid of the First Amendment and get rid of our country. Conservatives who I've spoken to recently, yeah, this is great. Yeah, and I wish Trump was back. America was great then. It all worked. This is, this is, the libs have just gone, they've gone crazy. And they have no idea. Zero idea that, first of all, you'd be bringing back a felon who essentially was attempting, he, he, what he fomented, he was the leader of an insurrection against the nation, and you'd be asking him back in, he has no political philosophy except his own narcissistic needs, and you'd be setting loose all of those people who are just crazy enough to find some way of doing all this. The people who ultimately produce a Supreme Court that could reverse a 50-year stare decisis. But you can't explain this to people who don't want to hear or understand how a democracy works because it's dirty, it's hard, it's not, it's not easy. 
It's not a simple thing. It's not I win, you lose. It's not a zero-sum game. It's it's difficult. It takes work. It takes respecting the rights of a minority, but not having a minority overrule and overtake everyone and everything. It's not about removing rights of people. It's not about going backwards. It's not about MAGA. It's not about pretending there was a better time. It's about evolving into a better and future time. I, I don't know, it, it, it's, perhaps my biggest frustration in this period in our history is, is, is watching eyes roll back in heads. Even when you finally come up with a great analogy that makes people sort of get that when they try to zero some things in the country and try to get everybody not to do something because it makes them feel better, that you're actually endangering the democracy of the entire country. It, it, sometimes they get it, but then it quickly goes away when all of the vitriol and all the anger and all of the fear, quite honestly, it's always underlying fear with all these things, when all of that is re-encouraged, when, when, when the conversation within the Republican echo chamber becomes the, the equivalent of one huge, you know, Irish pub. Th th this is what it comes down to. It's just this, you know, yeah, 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 get them all, yeah, 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 we, we, who cares, yeah, get rid of them, yeah, you know, they, we don't need them, yeah, and, and, and this, becomes, this becomes the extent of concern for the country. And it'd be one thing if it were a large majority view that most of these people were promoting, but you're promoting a, main, a minority view. And the minority view basically is to take something away from the majority, to eliminate rights. And once you start doing that, once you accept that that is a goal, that that is a meaningful, effective goal of the country, of society, you open your way to fascistic takeover of the democratic process. Once the notion of expanding rights basically stops, once you go in the other direction, you can, you can curtail the pace of rights. We've done it many times in this country. But reversing rights? No, no. No, you can't do that. You can't do that and expect there not to be a major explosion. Uh, my, 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 my argument, again, with all of these uh, you know, so-called pro-lifers, which life are you promoting? Not the mothers. You are promoting the idea of everybody doing what you think is the right thing. The mother who wants an abortion, hers is the least significant life in your mind. Oh, there's something wrong with her. We'll counsel her, and we'll counsel her out of her decision. But if we can't do that, then we'll take over her life completely. And we're just going to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, in the end, we're going to threaten you. We're going to threaten you into doing what we want you to do with your body. 
We will basically threaten you with jail, with criminality. We'll threaten your, you will threaten anyone who assists you. Go with the crazy Texas law where they had this this bounty, or or you, you get a ten thousand dollar reward for turning in someone. A federal court finally stopped that temporarily. But but hey, what the hell? If you get rid of all, if you get rid of any protection. What's wrong with going that far? Why, if you could turn around 50 years of a right, what, what stops you from going down that slippery slope? Now, the other thing that the Republicans and the conservatives and, 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 and the religious people who think they are so much better than everyone else and, and know better about what women should be able to do or not do with their bodies... They didn't take into account what this is going to do to energize the Democratic base, which, by the way, was getting a little bit mushy and tired here. So many things happening so quickly. Oh, the economy. Oh, the inflation. Oh, geez, yeah, they're just going to blame Biden. Oh, God, yeah, we're probably going to have a turnover in the middle. You know, midterms are going to wind up being nothing more than the same old thing. And it's going to be the party that has the, the presidency in both houses will lose one or two houses. It happens in every midterm. We'll resign to that. There was I, I was getting the same of resignation about all this. Not so anymore. Almost overnight, this issue, that the Republicans have handed us an issue. The, the, uh, the, 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 the Heritage Society has handed us an issue. These lying bastard judges who lied during their confirmation, just lied outright, did exactly what their boss, Donald Trump, told them they had to do if they wanted to get on the court. Yes, yeah, say whatever you have to say during your confirmation, and then just do what, do what, what I'm telling you. Just do what I'm telling you you got to do. If you want to get on this court, this is what you got to do. I pro- or, I'll find, or I'll find a way to get you off in my second term. I'll find a way. I will impeach you. I will get rid of you. I have no doubt in my mind that that something to that extent was posed to these people. Certainly to, uh, was it Cunningham and uh, who's the other one? Uh, the, 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 other, the other guy uh, that, that basically, uh, uh, Gorsuch. They basically, to, to, lie to, to lie to the Senate during their hearing and then to, do, to join in the decision that basically has been written by Alito, you have to, the only way as a judge you could possibly do that is if either you have no moral character whatsoever, which means you have no business being, which means you have no credibility. To me, these judges have no more credibility. And they shouldn't have credibility on any side. If you're a Republican and you like what they just did, well, then basically you know that they're going to do whatever they have to do to go for a Republican-type decision wherever it really counts. So you know they don't have any judicial... Maybe it's what you want, but you know that they don't really have any, any objectivity. You know that. Whether or, not you, whether or not you feel that it works in your favor or not... But it also says they have no integrity. They are not credible. They lied to... They are subject to impeachment by the tape of what they said and did. Anyone, any, any president, any congressional group that has the authority to impeach a justice of the... a federal justice, including Supreme Court justices, 
can do so with what we have on tape right now. Absolutely, it's right there. They lied. Donald Trump is the head of, the, of a, of a, uh, of a uh, conspiracy, is the head of an insurrection. So far, so far, uh, Garland, Merrick Garland, uh, has, has, uh, has plottingly, uh, slowly been doing his job in the background. And, and Garland made a statement. The, one of the only statements he made here was that everyone who was guilty will be brought to justice. And, and, and people read that to mean that Donald will get it, he will be indicted, but it's going to take as long as it takes. I have four years, I imagine Mer Merrick Garland is saying to himself, and I don't care what happens in the Congress, I don't care uh, whether or not the House or the Senate changes over, the Department of Justice, which is under the president, and Joe Biden will be president for four years, the Department of Justice will continue. And at some point, at some point, there will be an indictment against Donald. It's going to happen. I have to believe that Merritt is going to do that, Merritt Garland. Yet Republicans, and this is the other thing, give us back Trump! Another thing, another dream. We have to have him back. Why? Do you, un do you understand what he did? No, I don't care. I, I feel good about the anger. I feel good about all the vitriol. I feel it's the only way we're going to make things right. The, because the libs have gone crazy. The libs are going nuts. They're going. We got to have Trump back. It's the only way we're going to make it right for, well, for us. I, I don't care how he does it. Just make me, give me something I can feel, I can go, yeah, about. Give me something I don't have to think about. Give me, give me, give me, give me his anger. Give me his, reaffirm my fear. Make me feel better about my fear. Let me go, yeah, and not have to feel well, wait a minute. The country's changing. I'm part of a minority here. No, let me feel like I've got it all, that we can, oh, we can kick these libs, even if we're only 20 or 30% of the country. We can overcome all of this because we can lie. Lying is fine. Donald lies, lies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Donald probably lies to himself in his dreams. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt him. So who cares if the Supreme Court justices lie? We get what we want, and, 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 and what we want is to, I, 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 I just don't want the, the, they're, they're taking over. They are taking over. This is the sentiment. It, it gets, it, it's, it's a bit disturbing that it can't be, it can't be put. I mean, you, you can get clinical and you can, I can talk through for a, and I have forever, about what the ultimate, um, uh, what the ultimate basis is and what the foundation of the fears are and, and where this all goes. We can go through a historical statement, but in the end, what we're confronting, what the majority of the, the country is confronting is this gut feeling of inadequacy and of fear and of not belonging and of not keeping up that has largely gripped a large segment of the population. And the more conflicted the country feels, the more these people dig in and embed themselves 
ourselves in this feeling of fear. And the more it becomes confrontational and the more it becomes cultural conflict and culture wars and everything else, and it just grows and grows. And doing this with Roe v. Wade is the worst possible thing that could have been done in this time. It brings this out with such a vengeance, bringing in even talking about Donald as the candidate of the Republican Party at 2024 is the worst possible thing you can do. It may help you deal with your fears. I say to my Republican or Trumpian uh, fellow Americans, at least so far, but it does, it does damage beyond your wildest dreams. Well, that's it, you don't have these dreams. You don't understand, do you? And, and, and are, are we simply going to have to play it out? Are we get, are we, well, we're, obviously, we're going to have to play the games. This is why they play the games, as the expression goes. We, uh, <laughs> we, we have to, you know, the, the winners and losers uh, are not predetermined. In, in, in an odd way, the decision of the Supreme Court, uh, or at least the, the draft decision, is not the game yet, most likely will be. And, 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 and Mitch McConnell and company, it's the funniest thing. McConnell instantly, rather than jumping up and down and praising and being ever so happy about the result, his first reaction was to basically, uh, uh, we will find the people who leaked, how dare they leak this decision? It was to basically give credibility to the court, not, not to focus on the fact that two justices had lied their asses off just a few months earlier during their hearings, during their, their confirmation hearings. So we can't go there. He didn't want to go with the brilliance of the ruling, as Republicans might like to go with it, because he knows basically how much how much division that's instantaneously causing, and that 70% of the country is against that decision. So he chose the only possible route. Mitch is a smart one. And he chose the only route he had that would give him some kind of a position. He, he chose to say that the leaking of this thing was horrible, and I think he inferred or said outright that it was probably a lib Someone in it was there's only maybe a hundred people apparently that's the storyline that have access to these decisions while they're while they're still being discussed before they become published, and his implication was or if not his specific words was that some liberal who some uh, some clerk uh, someone someone some clerk's husband or wife or partner someone in that small circle of people who would actually be able to get their hands on this in draft form was so angry about what they saw that they put it out. But it was probably a lib. When you think about the logic of that, it's kind of, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. I'll tell you why. The date of this draft was February. Alito wrote this sometime in February. If you wanted to, if, 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 if a... If a liberal person, or someone working on the liberal side of the court, the, the four justices or, you know, or, or, or emotionally attuned to them, wanted to do something to really get everything going, 
they would have gotten that out earlier. They would have put this out earlier. How dare Alito do this? How dare? My God, look what's coming. Let's give a heads up. Or let's get the word out right away. Let's start fundraising on this right away. Let's let's get an issue that could anyone thinking along those lines, anyone with that kind of orientation and willing to put this out, which, by the way, breaks something like I think it's been 170 years or more like that. Some outrageously large, I think once in the history of the court previously, somewhere in the early 1800s, someone leaked a decision in draft form. That's it. It has been, the secrecy of the court has been another hallmark of its, of its operations and, and another sign of its integrity, et cetera. It's sort of quasi-fitting that the two justices that lied their way onto the court should be there and that the, and that the decision, the, the horrible, the legally repulsive decision that they're agreeing to is essentially uh, one that will tarnish all of them. But, so... If not a liberal member releasing this, why would a conservative member of the court then want to get this out? Very simple. This is a draft. And there is probably going on behind the scenes. We never know this. I, we, we all know that, uh, that Roberts, the chief justice, is not on the majority on this. And you can only imagine the type of conversations. If you hear what's going on in America, I know the justices are supposed to be very, very convivial and congenial and very, very camaraderie supposed to be all over the place. You can only imagine the feelings, if not the words, going back and forth, flying back and forth. Thomas, you know, Justice Thomas is a, is a, is a total ass. He'll do whatever the hell he's told to do by the Heritage Society or, or someone, whoever, whoever runs him. His wife is basically an insurrectionist. We know that. He'll never recuse himself from the cases involving that when they get to the court. He should. But the, the court has a self-governing process for the individual justices. Really? Why? Okay, except for except of course for impeachment, and that's another thing. You have now you have uh, uh, Cartwright and uh, uh, was it Cunningham, Cunningham and uh, and uh, and and the other guy lied, and they're in there. Okay, but they might change. You see, if 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 since this is only a draft. It is not unusual, and I've heard this from several sources, and it's been in the media, that, that quite frequently there might even be a strong minority opinion written by the Chief Justice, which he will attempt to foist on the others. He will attempt to influence the other justices. And he can right to the end, until this thing is published, Maybe to find in a very narrow way regarding the status of the Mississippi law that this particular case deals with. In other words, make this applicable just to the Mississippi law. Maybe allow the Mississippi law, but retain Roe v. Wade. Now, it, it, it'd be hard, but it can be done legally. And you can argue that the court should have gone further. That's fine. But basically, it, it prohibits, it stops a 50-year stare decisis nightmare. It stops the court from self-destructing. It preserves some modicum of credibility. 
If I put out a draft of that thing and I show which justices have already signed on, well, it's going to make it all the harder for them to change their votes, won't it? It's become public that they've already said that they were going to get rid of Roe v. Wade. And if all of a sudden in the final published version of this, the stuff that becomes law, the stuff that's official, they've changed their mind. You turncoat! We will, we will, I don't know, what are we going to do? Are we going to, oh, we'll, we'll bring an impeachment proceeding against you, says I don't know who. You lied to Donald. You told Donald you would lie during your confirmation. And don't you understand what happens? Changing their vote is the only way for, for Kavanaugh and, and, uh, and, and the other guy and I would think that uh, the, 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 the third justice, and she, she just waffled during her hearing. She didn't actually come out, and she didn't wind up lying. It's the only way to preserve the credibility that they did. Thomas is a lost case. Justice Thomas is a lost case. Alito is a lost case. He's a crazy man. It's pretty obvious. He's not thinking. His, his legal reasoning is so extreme. Forget it. He's on the decision. He's not going to change, and Thomas has no mind. But those three justices who were brought in by Trump, who everybody knows were brought in only because they were going to change Roe v. Wade, if in fact two of them, or three, all three of them, allow Roe v. Wade to change, they have proven the court is nothing but a political hack machine. Forever. It's over. And the one chance they have for saving the Supreme Court would be to find a way to back out of this. And hearing the reaction around the country, they ought to consider that. Or is there something that they're so afraid of politically? Or does someone have something on them? Or are they so, are they so uh, incapable of objectivity because they fear? It, it's got to be fear. What is it they fear? They fear that someone knows something or can say something. They can be harmed one way or the other. Has that, has, is there damage done no matter what happens in this situation? Is it too late? Or do they at least get to preserve their own personal reputations by saying, well, no, it was just a draft. I, I, I signed on to it, but I've since had second thoughts. And they preserve the court and their own judicial reputations. Or do they throw it all away? Because, well, the minority wants to destroy the country so they can have it rebuilt, not as a democracy, but as some kind of extended barroom where they're too numb to really understand what's happening from a governance perspective, where the notion of a budding autocracy, a budding fascism doesn't really have a lot of problems because I don't want, I'll let them do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I'll say Zig Heil to whoever I have to say it to, as long as it works for me. God. Those who do not learn from history are destined to repeat it. And in this case, impose it on the rest of us as well. We can hope. Hmm.
we can hope. David will be with us in a few minutes. A little jazz. This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. 
and we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial progressive programming, and we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, Thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. That gets you to the homepage where you can choose to listen to us as either a podcast, that's the first link, or as a radio loop. And I've already explained that a couple of times, and uh, that's the second link. One way or the other, you're listening to us on Friday, and you already know that you're about to listen to, well, why even say it? It's all, it's all, in, it's all in the introduction. David, what's on your mind? Well, there, there's a lot. Um, there's, it's just a crazy amount of stuff. Um, we have... Uh, the war in Ukraine is still going on. Um, we have just record levels of inflation. We have uh, more January 6th stuff. And we have the Supreme Court turning back women's rights by 50 years and the states returning them back 200. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that, that's, all you, that's all you got today, huh? Okay, okay. well, take a crack at it anyway, you know. Yes. Uh, so for more for that, if you like uh, ah, yes. what you hear here, you should listen to me on twitch.tv slash fresh faces, new ideas. And you can find me on Twitter at faces ideas. OK, um, look, uh, I want to talk about something I, I happened to see briefly that in uh, didn't make much of the news that Ted Cruz was recently talking to somebody from the State Department and he was talking to them about the Iran nuclear deal, the uh, JCPOA. OK, Um what he was talking about in it is he said he was basically saying under the Biden administration, it is their fault directly that Iran has so many nuclear uh, their nuclear capacity has gone up uh, so much and that they've said that basically in February, if we didn't have a deal, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't matter at this point. So it's worth mentioning that while the Biden administration has been trying to get the deal back into the JCPOA. Yeah. All of the progress that they made was under the Trump administration. So originally, the JCPOA was supposed to expire this year. You mean the progress made by the Iranians? By the Iranians, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay, okay. 
uh, on their development of nuclear uh, right. technology and weapons. Um, that was originally supposed to happen this year. It would have sunsetted on its own by its by its original structure this year. Yeah. Yes, which would have meant that you could have started negotiating earlier mm-hmm. to to extend it, and it would have been easier because the deal would have gone to its completion. All sides would have followed it. Yada yada yada. However, in 2017, the Trump administration unilaterally ripped up the deal, saying, oh, it's better to let them have the weapons now, and we'll just apply maximum sanctions, maximum pressure. That did literally nothing. Yeah. Um, so all of these, this is based on the Trump administration's failure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, 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 that's not only just fair, it's, it's also scathingly accurate. Right. Um, and then we have, well, look, let, let's just cut to the dish. We got, we have the big news. So on Tuesday night, right? It was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah. Like, no, it, it was Monday. No, no, I think it was, let's see, Tuesday. Night. It was, no, it was Monday night or Tuesday morning, but in any event, okay. If we're go, if we're going into row. Yeah. Yes. Politico broke a story. Right. Saying that they had attained a, a draft a draft of the opinion coming down against the Mississippi case. Right, right. And it basically says that the Supreme Court is set to entirely overturn Roe. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's what... This, this is unbelievable. Now, first off, the, there's there's a whole bunch of different responses from the right. Uh, let's start to talk about this. This will not end abortion. Of course not. The end result of this is going to be more dead women. It yeah. will also lead to more women in prison, lead to more doctors in prison, and it is going to be the first domino in a, curta- a curtailing of rights that is coming. And any person who sits there and goes, oh, they're not going to want to do this or that or the other about it, has not been paying attention because they're very explicit and they keep saying these things over and over and over Yeah, after, after a while, we have to start believing these people when they say that they're really all about getting rid of our right. May as well just get rid of the whole First Amendment and then little by little vote back in whatever they think works for them, whoever the hell them is, whatever the, whatever the uh, particular fascist group is that's trying to ultimately use Trump as a, uh, as, as a front. Yeah. So... This this opinion, there's a couple of, like, it is, there's just so many, first off, there's this idea that there, there's some extremists on the right who are pushing this idea, um, that the leak is the insurrection. They want their, they want a January 6th moment so badly that they're just going to say anytime something happens, it's an insurrection. It's an insurrection that the, uh, that it, that the uh, brief got leaked. It's an insurrection that people protested outside of the uh, outside of the Supreme Court. It's a it's a insurrection that uh, Elizabeth Warren said fight like hell. It's an insurrection that um, people are protesting outside of their houses. Which look, I get you want to do that. I don't think you should be doing that. Well, um, the only is. the only people stupid enough to believe that are the people who this are, are the red meat eaters and and this is who they're throwing it at. No one really believes that. Who basically doesn't want to believe that because they need to believe it because they're afraid and they're and they're all tied into this hate fear uh, curtail rights thing. You and I and everybody anywhere from uh, the the center right 
to the left of the left basically knows better than that. But it's just simply a storyline they're putting out there. And it's just going to be that much uglier as a culture war thing as the full impact of this begins to hit. Well, yeah, it is. And then the other thing with this is they're already using this as talking about. So there's uh, it varies about how far they're because they don't want to talk about the decision. No, oh, oh, that's been, the last that David. Good point. That's the last thing on earth they want to talk about is the decision. Anything but that. They know how this is blowing up. What they've been begging for for 50 years is finally there and it's blowing up. They can see it blowing up. And it's it, this is the problem with what they've been doing. They've been running on this single issue in order to energize a variation of their base. And eventually their base became radicalized enough that the people who ran wanted to do this. And eventually they stacked the court with enough people who would do this. Let, let's ignore the fact that literally every single one of Trump's appointees lied under oath about yep. this because it was obvious they were lying under oath. Because one, he said women who get abortion should be punished. And two, he said, I'm going to put justices on the court who are going to overturn Roe. Those are his words. Gee, I don't know. Do you think he meant it? (laughs) I mean, look, we got the Mark Esper book, and I hate these political books. They make me so mad because they're just like, oh, I know incredibly damning information, like the president of the United States wanted to shoot protesters, or the president of the United States wanted to lob Patriot missiles into Mexico to destroy fentanyl production and blame it on somebody else, in the same way that the president of the United States wanted to have us bomb... China with like bomb Russia with with uh, F-16s that have Chinese flags on it, even though the Chinese don't have F-16s. Like, oh, oh, please. Things like that. But the they don't want to talk about the decision. No, they want to talk about the breaking norms. First off, this isn't even like this is actually reminiscent of other leaks. There is this is reminiscent of the 2012 leak about the ACA that they were trying to secure Roberts to to vote against it and then he didn't uh i remember that yeah 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 uh that i would consider well all right there is from a procedural perspective the court in its stodgy history and procedural perspective it's only one other time apparently in its 250 year history or ever long it's been around that there was a leak of a pre-published decision and that's sort of it's it's a sting. It's a slap to the uh, to the integrity or the historical uh, procedural bit uh, that the court has, which is such a joke when you think about what Republicans are doing to this country and to our laws and to our norms and everything that Trump has done. But if you want to try calling that uh, the equivalent of January sixth, you have to be stupid enough to accept it. Because even if you don't know a damn thing about law or anything else, if you somehow feel that that is acceptable to you, that you can analogize the two, you're dumb. Call it what it is. You're, 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 you're a jerk. And you're basically subject to the, to the bullshit that's being put out uh, uh, by the Republicans on this stuff. And uh, okay, you know, but, but it doesn't stop McConnell from saying it. It doesn't stop other Republicans from pushing it and running on it, you know. And it's not going to stop them from exploiting it, and women no, are of going to get hurt. No, no. Like the, uh, th- this is going to spiral. Like the way that they, p- this is why people who are originalists are like shouldn't be taken seriously because you cannot cut. Like when the 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 uh, 
Constitution was written. Women weren't people. You could literally own other people. Like, there is no way to believe that it isn't anything other than a living, breathing document unless you want to have an incredibly repressive society. That's it. Right. Right. Um, if you if, the, if if you if you are locked in, and I, I I really appreciate you making that point. That's a point that I haven't heard much up to this point on as as this comes out. The notion that it's originalist basically would mean that even though the words said that all men were created equal, at least in the preamble, the actual document itself had to be interpreted as the people who wrote it lived it and believed it. They may have thought there was room for change, but you have to be literal. This is what the originalists say. You must be literal to the word, tone, and everything else of the whole thing. It would also mean that there's no possible way you can amend that document. So that all amendments to the Constitution should basically be ignored. We should never even have an amendment process because that's taking us out of the originalist phase of this thing. Right. You know? And then the the other thing with this is like it's not it, – it, it's how he worded this. Like to be clear – so I, I think I've said it here, but I said it on my show. I thought they were going to go after Ogilvysfeld before the end of the decade. Yeah. They're going to go after the Ogilvysfeld before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've yeah. seen some yeah. people talking about some of this, that it's it's going to be Texas who's going to do it basically as soon as Roe falls. Uh, that's that's where they stay. Because, look, here's here's where we're staying. Like, the people are like, oh, first off, this isn't going to affect women. Well, Let's look at this way. Before they overturned Roe, did women have access to abortion under federal under under the Constitution? Right. The answer is yes. After Roe is removed, do they have that that ability? No. So therefore, they have less rights when than when they did have when Roe existed. So definitionally, this is not better for women. This is not how you stop abortions. This is how you stop safe abortions. And they're going to come for more. And we know this because three days later now, Louisiana has has advanced a bill out of committee that will criminalize abortion. Of course, it, yeah, the, you know this. To the wording that it is, it is tight is it appears to also criminalize IM, uh, IMF, uh, IVF uh, treatments. It appears to criminalize if you abort a, uh, a adopted uh, pregnancy, yeah. which the outcomes are the fetus never 100% of the time never becomes a baby and dies, or both people or the mother and the fetus die. That's the those are the only outcomes of adopted pregnancy. Um, yeah, ectopic pregnancies are, are are very still very dangerous things. They can be treated and dealt with if they're dealt with uh, appropriately, medically appropriately. Yeah. Also, it is worth mentioning that among all of the first world countries, we are number one when it comes to uh, mortality rate among women during childbirth. That's right. And That's upon right. that, uh, African-American women are like three times more likely to die in childbirth. Yeah. So if you believe, like Clarence Thomas does, in this idiotic notion that uh, abortion is some type of uh, genocidal plot to destroy black and brown people this will not solve that this will exacerbate it of course 
Of course. Um, and, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're making, you and I are, are making 50-year-old arguments. These are the arguments that, that were had. I mean, I, I, I predate you by a bit. David, I cannot tell you what it feels like to hear all of this fear and anger and all of these, and, 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 and it's like reliving the worst of my past that period when everybody was so uh, at each other's throats and all of these arguments and and the churches weighing in and everybody getting theological about it and finally when we finally got roe v wade there was this sigh of relief we gave women the right to control their own bodies and if you didn't want to have an abortion don't have one, damn it. Tell, you know, tell your women that they're prohibited from having abortions. Run your household, oh male-dominated society people. Of course, you don't have to worry about your own body in that regard. But, but don't tell the rest of the world what they can or can't do. And here we are. It, it, it's, such a, it's such a sickening feeling. Uh, we're reliving all this. And you're, of course, seeing it for the first time. It's, uh, well... You know, I guess technically it hasn't happened yet, has it? Well, the whole, uh, technically no, but it will come. It's, I mean, it's it's coming. It's it's not like we can pretend that it's not. Um, and it's not like they're going to. The, the, let's talk about like where this is going. Yeah, we're three days in, and they're already criminalizing it. They will criminalize abortion. They will criminalize miscarriage. They will. To some extent, they will probably send somebody down. They will be. They will criminalize contraceptions. We've seen this. What they'll probably do is in Florida or Texas or Mississippi or one of these like red states that have just lost their fucking minds. Yeah. They will. There will be some parent who walks into a CVS and sees birth control. And they'll they'll start filming it and saying, "How dare I ha- I see my child my child has to see this? What type of country are we living in?" And then they're going to start trying to ban it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's where they're going. But then but, they're going to criminalize, like to to sit here and say they're not going after Oglesfeld when this when this ruling comes on the heels of a month long assault direct assault on gay people by calling them groomers for the existence of talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was the, the New York Times just had an article where a kid asked a teacher how she uh what her orientation was and she told them that they that she was uh pansexual or she was she was she was bi or something and they fired her for it. And on Fox News the way they described it is this teacher should not be uh talking about that type of stuff this teacher should not have them drawing uh pride flags they should be drawing american flags and ukrainian flags this is that is word for word what the fox guest said like this is insanity they will go after Oglesville. it is not a matter of if it's a matter of when yeah and then and this is this is my prediction based on how fucking poorly the democrats have done recently by uh by february 2025 Abortion will be legal across the country. Well, obviously the Democrats uh, are have have an issue here now, and I, I, it may not be obviously this is not an issue that's going to uh, bring Republicans over, but by sheer numerics, if we can just get our base energized, 
if we could do anything like that, if we could bring the young vote in, if Biden goes ahead and actually signs the document that says, and you can, I think I can, you can just about guarantee it right now, the, the document that to forgive student debt, you need everything. You got to pull out every stop on this situation. Frankly, what he needs to do is to, overcome, to go past the filibuster and just go ahead and pass a law right now that, that he could do it. They could pass a law that authorizes the sanctity of uh, the, the, the permissibility and protects abortion throughout the country. That's the one thing we've never had. We've had a Supreme Court decision. We've never had a national law. And Biden could do that tomorrow if he goes past the filibuster. Well, let's let's talk about the filibuster real quick. So um, we're not going to – so they're going to bring the bill to the floor. It passed the House. It's going to get filibustered in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, it will get zero Republican support or maybe the House can vote for it. Yeah. Um, Collins won't vote for it because, it, uh, according to her, it blocks uh, Christian uh, hospitals from allowing women to, to bleed out on the floor. Um, oh. The uh, oh god! So then they'll they'll bring it up to be to to do some type of filibuster reform, whether it's directly for this uh, issue or to kill it entirely. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema will probably vote against it uh, if it's directly about abortion. I think there's one other senator who will vote against it. In theory. Collins should vote to remove the filibuster for this if she cares about protecting voting rights. She won't. So that leaves Markowski. Well, so Biden, we know, is he's going to. But Biden has already said it is he had they have some kind of a tactical plan here. Uh, and, and the first step in the tactical plan, the first move is to have a vote. If you know it's going to fail and if you're just trying to get Republicans and and Joe Manchin on the record, I, I what can you envision a value to just that happening? Is there a tactical uh, positive yeah, outcome? There is. It's fighting about it. It's showing that you're trying to do this. Like bring it up to the floor. Let them do it. And then what you do is you bring the child tax credit individually and expanded child tax credit onto the floor by itself. You make it clear. You bring paid family leave onto the floor by itself. You bring access to medical. You bring every type of bill that would actively reduce abortions by expanding rights. The bills that would really be pro-life. And you bring every single one of them to the bill. You do it. I don't care if you do it every single day. You bring every single one of those bills. And you point out that not a single Republican is pro-life. Joe Manchin is not pro-life. Every single Republican will block all of these bills. And then let's be clear about these things, because this is one of the frustrating things I see online. And you may not see this because you're, you're not like stuck on Twitter the way I say. No, it, so you're, you're, you're more you're more you're more present there than I am. Certainly the the idea that voting for Democrats is now a mistake because the Republicans managed to remove Roe is incredibly stupid. It is just a stupid idea. Now, to be clear, the Democratic Party over the past 50 years has failed to codify this. The Democratic Party has failed to, to capitalize on this moment. They failed to run candidates who were able to win against some of the most extreme candidates in, the, in, in our history. Yeah. So understanding that we do not have the legislative majority to do all of the things that we want is worth pointing out. Yeah. But yeah. to say that we that first of all voting is the least thing you can do in a democracy. 
Yeah. It, it depending on where you are, it takes one day between an hour and 17 hours, depending on how gerrymandered and fucked up your district is. Yeah. But you have to do more. And saying that we're just going to give up on electoralism, that does nothing. You cannot, if you give up, you think things would be better if Republicans were currently in charge right now? Well, you know, it's it's the old storyline. You know, first they took away the they took away the rights of those people that I hate, and then they took away the, the and 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 then they, first they came they came for the they came for the uh, uh, for the abortionists, and then they they came for the women who would get abortions, and then they came for the gay people, and then they and and everybody goes ah who cares and then, and I, how how does the old storyline and and then they came for me. Is the way this thing usually uh, is spoken about, and when they when they put that out there as uh, you know the 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 various steps to an autocracy or the various steps to a uh, you know to a uh, to just a, a totalitarian state, we're going in that direction right now. I, I do you feel? Do you see any light here? Is are, are do you feel that that the bottom hitting bottom? In this country is an inevitable thing or do you or do you have some kind of a, a hope that we might not that's I, a t- like I know to it's a tough hope. one it's a tough one to ask I know I, w- I would like to have hope but we we really do need to make this message there, there's the, this message really needs to come out this Republican Party will turn us into a theocratic fascist state yeah this this is handmaid's tale all over again yeah yeah this this is exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. To to understand this, we have you have to treat them ex- the Biden administration Democrats need to treat them the exact same way. Also, another thing, they could take some notes from them because I don't know if you've seen what's going on with Madison Cawthorn, but no, go on. If we did that to Joe Manchin to get Joe Manchin to vote for us, which I don't think you ever would anyway, I think it would be good. I think at the very least you should investigate his daughter because it looks like she's directly responsible for spiking EpiPen prices. And on a personal level, I think that she should go to jail. Yeah. Um, but it would make it would send a message for it. Uh, certainly not advocating for Henry Cuellar. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But look, you got to the best thing you can do is run better candidates yeah. and then actually wield power. Do not ask for permission. Be brutal with this. You have both the will of the people based on the sheer numbers of people who vote for you and the political correctness. Like we are right. We are objectively right on the issues, mostly because they don't have answers for anything. No, 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 no. And then maybe do some of the things that would actually like be the Democrats that the Republicans fearmonger you actually debate. Like, <laughs> be be what they fear. Yeah, that wow. What a great way of putting it. What because, a great way of stating that. Be what be what they pretend we are. Actually be it. And that would be wow. We when we talk about them, we cannot paint them as as cruel and dystopian enough. They because however low we imagine they will go. There's going to be one. Greg Abbott is trying to not teach immigrants. Um, the like, as bad as we can paint them, they are worse, and they can't even like. There is no Democrat who comes even close to their wildest dreams about how bad we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, if, if, our, if our goodness can fulfill their worst dreams, then let's be great. Uh, David, <laughs> oh my, uh, I, the insights here, I, I, uh, I, I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate talking to you on Fridays and, and just hearing your, your take on these things. And, uh, and I, I, I can only hope that, 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 that whoever is listening here will have a conversation with someone else about what they're hearing here and realize the, the, the real, the real danger this democracy is in, this, this, this very fragile thing, that democracies are not self-sustaining. They are only sustained by the will of the people within them. And if we will to basically break it down or hurt it or bust it up, that will happen. It, it, you, you, you can do it. It doesn't take much, and, it, and it, 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 it's not impossible. To, oh, no, America, the world's greatest democracy, it can't happen here. Damn it, it can. It can. If we don't take our own, our, if we don't take ourselves seriously, if we, if we basically choose fear over hope, if we choose retrograding over evolution, uh, it's about hope. And if we lose hope on, on all sides, on any side, and I believe what the Republicans are doing is a hopeless situation. They, they're doing it out of, out of a, a denied hopelessness, out of fear and a denied hopelessness about the country they're in right now. They feel America is hopeless. Otherwise, why would you want to destroy it? So where they feel is hope, and, and they don't know what will really come next, except they know that they have to break something down and go backwards. And that, of course, is a recipe for disaster. But uh, we'll keep talking about it, and we'll work through it, and offer solutions. I hope, and uh, like we, like I say, and I think we've said it both before. This is why they play the games. You know, we, we we're in it. We're in it uh, for the long haul. Uh, I know people who are talking about moving to other countries. Uh, if we get the Republicans in and Trump or someone like him basically starts kissing up to Putin again, uh, anyone in Europe or Eastern Europe, if you're thinking of going in that direction, uh, don't feel too confident. Uh, you know, and it goes on and on and on and on like that. So we've got to do what we can, and that's why we're here at Central Left Radio. And David, that's why you do all your other stuff. What other stuff are you doing that people can see and, and tap into? They can find me at twitch.tv slash freshfacesnewideas and on Twitter at facesideas. Okay. Uh, it's Friday. That was David with us today. Once again, my thanks to David Bach. As always, my thanks to you for listening. And uh, all I can offer you, and I think it, it becomes more apparent to me that it was a, 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 a good idea to begin the show and to continue it this way. When you get to this point and all the things that are crashing all around us, it's really nice to be able to say a little more jazz.
You've been listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. I'd like to paraphrase the famous poem by Martin Niemöller. First they came for the communists, then they came for the socialists, then they came for the trade unionists, and then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because, well, I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Oh.